time you come on over, I just wanna listen. I know you got some issues, and I know that you just miss him. I got a fever just to see you feeling like a stalker, and didn't know I'm really good at making you feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, I listened to our podcast yesterday. Episode twenty-seven. Yeah, it was cool. Do you have any like um, <laughs> any thoughts? Any uh, um, any things you any things you like to say from um? We recorded that two weeks ago. I mean, I just because I I told you I think we're like I I struggle to keep up with our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was it was it was nice to just listen to it again and, and realize how amazing we are. Be reminded of this. Yeah, <laughs> and I will have to say that the cover art, like people who listen, like if you don't know, Paige does most of the cover art for all of the episodes. Um, and I think I maybe because I love Ghost World, but that was my favorite cover art in a long time. Like I actually left that on my Twitter pinned to the top of the page. Oh, for, really? Like, Thank for, you. Like, I think I think most of last week it was like pinned to the top of my page. Um, because I actually so I started drawing because before I would use photos and stuff. And I recently started drawing just because I was too lazy to dig up photos, but I think it's it's worked out because I like it. I like that because I because yesterday I was like, oh, we should make like a playlist of all our songs. So I went to yeah. the, um, the Tumblr and I looked up our albums and I saw that and I was like, wow, that was so cool. Like what I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I wanted to mention like. Couple days ago, like, like I was, I don't know why, I, I, I was in the mood to like do something. I was in the mood for, I, I don't, I guess like, yes, you remember the movie like self destruction? Like um, you just want to feel, like you want to feel bad constantly. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I started Google like, so I was like, I don't know why. So I just started Google imaging, um. Cubone, sad Cubone, <laughs> and imagery. Okay. And um, feeling sad. And, huh? Just like and okay, guys. If you don't know, because if, if you guys don't know, me and Paige are like really big Pokemon fans. And um, if you don't, like, so Cubone is one of the original Pokemon, and he's one of the Pokemon have like the most tragic backstories of all, or pretty much. His mother dies. All Cubone. So every time a like a what what are the what are the evolved forms called a Marowak? Marowak. Marowak. Every time yeah. a Marowak so dies, Cubone puts this, its dead skull and wears it. I didn't know that until you told me, and I was like, "That is sad." Yeah, it's like that's very fucked. sad. It's so fucked. Like, where is it? All right. So I just want <laughs> I just want to hear your reaction. So like, look at this. Just click on that. I'm and look scared. at the first picture. Click on it. Click on it. You know, I'll post it on Tumblr so the listeners have, will have a reference. I'm very like, afraid. It'll be on the Tumblr as you guys I'm are listening to it afraid. now. Okay, um, look at the first picture on the really left. Slow. Oh my god. Super sad. Just the first image is like a Q-bone, like crying over the body of his, like, mother. You know. There's even, and then there's like a re, there's like redone versions like below it where it's like a more bloody versions. Why? You know, I, I don't like Cubone though. He's like super annoying sounding, but oh, it's super sad. 
Well, yeah, he kind of sounds like, wow, yeah. like, like that, right? Yeah, but aside from that, it's like, oh my god, this is so sad. Why don't they, was there like, I'm sure there was like an episode about this. Oh, well, so you know what they did? Well, no, I don't think in the original one they did it, except like that one episode where it's just a regular trainer having a Q-bone. Okay. But um, I don't know if you know, but they recently released this kind of like, I think it's like a four episode anime series of po- it's like a new Pokemon series, only four episodes, and it just ki- it's kind of like a mini series of the original Pokemon Red and Blue games, and like it, and the main character is not even Ash; his name is Red, like how he is in the games. Oh, and, and uh, if you remember the original games, you actually find a Cubone like looking for the ghost of his dead mother or I something do like remember. that. And they, and, yeah, and they actually go through that storyline on the sh- on the series. But I think when I was a kid, I just didn't think about it. I was just like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, cause it's, yeah, and the game is not really that sad because it's like, oh, yeah, it's a ghost. You have to fight. You have to catch it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I actually do remember. Um, I'm gonna close this um, window now. It's super sad. Well, actually, I no, like... I, 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 I'm looking at this kind of funny one. Now, okay, now see, you scroll down and it's like sad and like some bloody ones. And the further you scroll, it just gets silly. Like there's one where this one Pokemon, what's his name? It's the cow that paints or whatever. Oh, Smurgle. It's like painting the Cubone. Yeah. And I oh, hate okay. Smurgle. And then you scroll down, it's like Bulbasaur with the mask on for some reason. I don't know. No, well, like, this search. <laughs> this, like, self, this self-destructive, there's this self-destructive search that like, led me to a, a YouTube video, which is like a picture montage over like really depressing music of like all these sad Cubone, the saddest Cubone images in this video just playing over and oh this is really fuck oh man okay this is really uh-huh. fucked up one right here with like a sad cubo and it's like a haunter and a ghastly like surrounding it let me see oh wait hold on i think i saw I think, it damn yeah <laughs> there's, one with Q, there's one with cubo standing in the rain there's one with him in a box and it says free to good home it's really sad and, like, you can see a tear in his left eye. I think right it's, eye. But I think it's kind of funny that, like, because it's weird, like, because um, this is sad and stuff, but it's still kind of like, I mean, it's not real, you know? But I think, so I think it's funny that you chose this to make yourself sad. Like, I would have thought it would make me sad, and then, but it kind of does, you know? Oh, my yeah. God, this is terrible. There's one that's, like, oh, my God. There's one with, like, Kangas, Kangas gone plus gun equals dead Kangaskhan and a baby Kangaskhan. Oh, someone's... And then there's baby Kangaskhan plus a bone. Mask equals Q-bone. And then Q-bone equals Batman. Okay. Okay, that kind of went... That went nowhere fast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna click out of this window. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um uh, oh so um i came to a self-realization about myself during this cubone search <laughs> <laughs> no no and like it kind of defeats the title of this podcast mutually awkward you're not awkward no i realized like you are, though. I'm, i I realized like last week because i went to a, a friend's i went to a friend's friend's i went to a friend's co-worker's birthday party uh-huh and um, it was it was like last Monday at the Roosevelt Hotel. Yeah. And um, 
I realized I don't feel awkward about meeting new people anymore. And like I'm like complete. And I, in fact, I was like I, I realized like they were kind of there were some awkward people in there, and I was kind of like the life of the party a little bit. And this is the last episode of Mutually Awkward. <laughs> it's it's over, just singularly yeah. awkward. It's just going to be me <laughs> talking to myself. You know, I, it's really funny that you came to this conclusion right now because ever since I met you, I never thought you were awkward. Really? And I remember we've had this conversation and you would you used to say, is he more awkward than me? It's like, of course this person's more awkward than you because you're not awkward. You're like not like ever since i met you because we've been to like how like kind of like even the first house party okay when i say house party i make it sound like this like like it's huge a, party it was like what, it's, four not people. As fun as it, it's not as fun as it sounds <laughs> hong kong house party so like yeah like four people but it's filled the house is like the house is full but um i remember the first time we went together and this is like me just meeting you and I was thinking, wow, this guy is, like, super chill. I need to be like this guy because I'm so scared right now. I'm, like, feeling really shy. And I remember we talked about this, and you were like, oh, it was awkward. But you weren't, and you were, like, transitioning in the conversations. You were, like, just, um, I would say in that situation, you you were, like, because I, I feel like that was such a chilled-out party. It's, like, hard to say you're the life of it, but you were definitely, like, at the center of it, you know? You know what I mean? Mm, no, I, uh, I wish, I don't even remember what party this is. This is like, is. it's not a party. It's a gathering, <laughs> I, a gathering of I people. Don't, I, don't, I don't remember what. It was um, like at Martin's place. Like, it's, um, I mean, so it, it was super chill, but it, that's why, but I just, rem- I still remember because I was so scared. I didn't know anyone. And then, but you didn't either, but you were like not, and I'm, when we were going there, I felt like visibly, like, I felt like I was projecting my shyness outward like you could tell I was nervous but I felt like you were super calm about it and you were and the thing is so before I met you until I got to know you and you're like I'm awkward and shy I was like I would not never have dude don't you remember that story though I think it was like we did an episode of it on the podcast where it's like I was going to a party and I ended up like Oh yeah, turning right away. to the door, and I just turned around and left and went home. But that was also your first party you got invited to when you returned to the states. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But then, oh, like, man, yeah. But I feel like once you got your footing, like you immediately. Um... But anyways, elaborate. But okay, so pretty much, um, it was my friend's coworkers. It was um, so since they're all coworkers, they're all different ages, and yeah. it was his twenty first birthday party. So okay. it was like a big, it was like a beautiful moment for this young man's life. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and um and um and like, so there were different people there. Um, two, one of one was another dude who was really quiet. He was like, he wasn't saying much. These two girls, they were somewhat talkative, but they were like boring towny types. And then um, there was this other dude who was there with his like fiance. He was really cool. Like he, was, I would say he was definitely really cool. Like I, I, I could see myself being friends with him. And then the birthday boy, he was really chill. And then me, and then my friend. Mm-hmm. And um, so like yeah, I didn't really just started talking to people, and I didn't really feel like I used to feel inner anxiety a lot when mm-hmm. I would like go to parties and I meet new and I'd be like, or especially if I knew I was gonna be like the one kind of outsider mm-hmm. you know like you know like you know you're going to a party and everyone knows each other but you're going to be like the new person mm-hmm. or just like the person your friend your friend is bringing with mm-hmm. so i i usually would feel that kind of anxiety but i didn't really feel it and um yeah it wasn't that bad um 
we played like really fancy. Oh, it is. Oh, damn man, this borrow it. Like, have you ever been drinking at the Roosevelt Hotel before? No. So you know, you know, you know what it is, right? Yes. It's that big one, in, like yeah, in Hollywood. Dude, they had a bowling alley inside the bar. What? Like yeah, and like if you want to play, it's like a hundred dollars a game. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you guys play? We were considering it because we were going to split it. We were going to split it between oh, all of us. Game. You know? oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking perverse for some reason. Right. I mean, even then, it would still be a lot. But like, it's like, oh, okay, it's twenty-one birthday. But we didn't end up doing it. Um, we saw Hyde from that '70s show there. Oh yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, you know? I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, you never saw the seven- No, Hyde. That '70s show. Oops, I wrote that 79 show. <laughs> that 70 show. Um, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, I first, yeah at, at first, I didn't believe. Oh, and it's funny because that's like my first like kind of celebrity sighting since I moved back to LA. Huh. And um, it's funny because I actually didn't believe it was him because I was like, you know what? There's so many. And he kind of, like, he had his Jufro cut short. So, and he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt with like his friend. I was like, there's so many people who look like that. But his and face isn't very like he kind of looks like a lot of people too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And plus, and plus, on the show, he always wears sunglasses. Hmm. Okay. So, so it's like no, but but everyone said it's him, it's him. So I was like, all right. Um, and so you talked, pretty... you went up to him, and you said, hey. No, hell oh. no. I, mean, I, I can't be that guy. <laughs> I didn't know where this was going. Because like, you're like, I'm a little shy anymore. You start talking to everyone. Not, and- that, not that much. But um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good time. Um, uh, it was funny because um, the, 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 20, the new birthday boy, he, he got really drunk. He, got, he kind of went into a dark place. Um, <laughs> which just shows like um, drinking is, you know, dr- you know, drinking, hardcore drinking when you're when you're new to that world, it's, it's not the best idea sometimes. Um, and then I spent all of last week pretty much, at least at least like three times that week, going out to bars and drinking, which is, it was pretty good. It was a nice load off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, I think it was nice having that realization like, Hey, I'm not that, not that awkward anymore. I feel like I can take on new people. So what's, what does that mean for the show? Um, we're, we're going to have to be called, um, singularly awkward advents. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I still, me, in the meantime, I still feel pretty, I feel like I can, I'm awkward enough for the both of us. I've always felt awkward, but I think a lot of it though, like, okay, no, I take that back. I feel like. I've become less awkward. Wait. Um, I think I've become less. I think I've become less awkward. Maybe. You know. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I feel like the show is a journey of how. By the end, en- by the one hundredth episode, we none of us will be awkward anymore. And 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 like none of our listeners will either. Like we're gonna we're gonna sit, like we're all gonna grow together. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say being awkward is something we need to like get rid of. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's a charm to being awkward. But um, for me, I, mean, it's, I don't mind being awkward. I just don't like being shy. Because awkwardness, the thing is, shyness is kind of an anxiety thing, right? So if you're shy, it's like there's you have you're feeling some tor- some type of. Um, anxiety. Whereas if you're awkward, it's like if you have no idea you're awkward, like 
don't care, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. And I realized, because, like, yeah. And, like, I think maybe most of the time I would perceive myself as awkward, like, mainly in my head. Um, Because, like, remember we did that worst human, and I I think I told you I ran into him again, um, the the creepy Japan-obsessed loser guy? Yeah. Like, that is an awkward dude. Like, just, like, talking to him makes everybody uncomfortable. And yes. I feel like, yeah, I don't feel like I've done that in a long time where I, where me talking just made everyone feel uncomfortable. I feel like I do it at least once a week. I say something <laughs> where everyone is like, <laughs> okay, and then I just laugh it off, and they're like, oh, okay, she's laughing, but I'm just... <laughs> oh, wow. Dude, okay, <laughs> we, should, we, should make that, we should make that a segment on the podcast. What was the most off? Well, you know, it's so funny. That's like, a, we should have been doing that since the very beginning. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're barely at episode 26. I mean, we're not, we still, you know, it's, it's never too late to start a new segment. Okay. Do you remember, um, do you, do you remember your, your awkward moment already? Like from re- the most recent one that you could use for this debut segment? No. Um, wait, wait, first of all, I wait, do wait. it like it's so it's like not because it's not like a grand awkward moment, you know what I mean? It's more like, um, and you know, honestly, the thing actually, the thing is, I'm pretty sure I do it, but I don't know if I'm being awkward because I, I still remember that time where one of my friends he was listening to the podcast and he mentioned how a moment was really awkward and I didn't know what he was talking about, and then when he explained it, I was like. Oh, I I didn't know it was awkward, and then you said it was awkward, and I was like, okay, I didn't know that. I'm literally thinking in my head a jingle we could use for this new um, segment. Um, oh shit! When Paige says something uncomfortable, it turns into something somewhat memorable. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long jingle to. <laughs> <laughs> introduce this segment okay but you know what? i'm gonna be more aware of what i say no okay. actually i do especially i do say to people i like well okay do you do this where like you it's usually if you're annoyed by somebody you say something that makes them feel awkward but you don't feel awkward <laughs> Let me think. Uh, I do that at least once a week, I think. If someone's <laughs> annoying me, but it's kind of, pa- maybe because I'm passive-aggressive. Um, All right, so you remember it exactly. Let's hear it. No, I don't remember what I um, said, but I know I've said, I've no, I, um, I don't even know who I really said it to. But I'm, I'm like positive, at least, at least, because it's like, okay, if I get a week's worth of everything I've said, I'm positive I said something awkward or made somebody feel awkward, but I don't know what it was. I don't remember what it was, but I can remember maybe the person I said it to, you know, but like, but now I'm going to make more of an effort. Maybe during this podcast, I'll remember, but from now on, I will make a note of when I feel like I've made someone uncomfortable, which that I do be, all the that, time. That would be kind of changing on um, the, the basis of the show. Cause you, before it's about mutually awkward, it's about how we feel awkward. And now we're going to talk about how we make other, other people feel <laughs> no, awkward. I thought mutually awkward meant... <laughs> Other people making other people feel weird is not one of it. We never really tell, told that many stories about all, all our true. stories are usually about us feeling awkward. That's true, though. <laughs> you know, this is like a growing. This is a very like. I mean, we're what like how many minutes in, and we've already grown so much. <laughs> 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 because if you think about it, yeah. Because I mean, 
because I okay. So when you said so at first, I was like, "Oh, that's singularly awkward." Uh, it's not entirely true because now, like when I go into social situations, I don't feel like one hundred percent awkward anymore either. Like I feel maybe my awkwardness is like my uncomfortableness is made. It depending if I'm alone, it's definitely like way up there. But if I'm with people I know, at least one or two people, it's maybe like fifty percent. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually I have this kind of, okay. So when I'm in a social situation, I do, I either feel kind of more or less two ways. One is if I, if like, if I'm just not comfortable socializing, then I just won't say anything. I just like won't make an effort. I just won't like, I just, just, I'm just there, you know, but that makes me, I'm like, cause I'm like not comfortable enough to do anything. So that makes me comfortable by just standing there and not saying anything. Or I have this like assurance that if I did say something, it wouldn't be weird. How do you Which, get that? How do you get that insurance? I just, I think it depends on the people I'm talking to. Cause I feel like lately, okay, so lately I've been trying to be, like, funny all the time. Like, I just feel like I'm just going to be, I'm just going to use everyone as, like, an audience. Like, everyone is my audience. I'm going to be a stand-up comedian, like, just right now, you know? Because if you think about it, like, like, some people are just really funny. And I want to be one of those people. (laughs) And um, so if I feel like I can make this person laugh, that's when I will try to say something. Mm -hmm. Um... And it usually, like, works. But that's very rare. It's not like every social situation, like, all right, ready, you know, like, to make my debut. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that was a really long time of thought, so I've already, like, like, lost it. And actually, when you're trying to become more of a funny person and, like, it's not funny, which is, of course, an awkward situation. That's true. That's happened to me a lot. Yeah, but I'm also realizing, like, you know what? It's not something you should really beat yourself over because real stand-up comedians, like, when they start going to, like, you know, comedy clubs and stand-up shows and open mics, they have to start out by telling bad jokes and, like, you know, getting booed off stage or having – and it's a hundred times worse, you know, for them than it is just, you know, with you with, like, two other friends and you just say a joke and it's, like, it just falls on deaf ears. You know, or just yeah, crash, the thing, the thing is, I really feel like every opportunity is a moment. Like all the world, like was it the world's a stage? I really believe that it's like a time to be alive, perform, and just do whatever you want. And I feel like with friends, like really close friends, I'll like. And actually, this is something I kind of make I notice. I think this is me trying to like write my comedy material. <laughs> but I'll like <laughs> say something, and if they don't laugh, I'm like, oh, they didn't think it was funny. But we're always like. Like, just saying, because you know, you get into a moment where suddenly both of you and your friend are just like, like spitting out jokes kind of thing. Yeah. So then, if you're doing like rapid fire joking, there's gonna be like 10 jokes that just don't land. But because you're doing it with your friend, it's like you don't think about it. But then it's like if you meet a new person and you try it and they don't laugh. Like, sometimes now when people don't laugh or don't think I'm funny, I just think like, you're not at my level. Like we shouldn't even be. Ta- I shouldn't even be talking to you right now because you just don't get it. And I don't feel bad anymore, which I th- I guess is a good thing. Like I don't feel like, oh man, I'm not funny enough because I realize, I th- I do I think I'm funny mm-hmm. because people laugh at my jokes and stuff. So if like most of my friends laugh at my jokes, then if one person doesn't laugh, like 
what's the point? Like, it doesn't matter, you know? Not what's the point, but it's just like, who cares? Right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to tell a joke now. To, like... I'm not going to tell a joke. <laughs> now I feel really nervous. Actually, I've been nervous this whole podcast. Why? Because this is the first time I have to wake up so early in so long. So I was Wait. worried that I couldn't keep up. So, okay, yeah, really so I, I didn't understand how your whole thing was. Okay, so like, so did you have spring break or something? Yeah. Like, some, so, like a work spring break? Yeah, we got five days off. For what? For Easter. Okay, what happened was... So Easter's this, a five-day holiday? No, so it's, what happened was it's like Easter, and then there's a Chinese festival where it's like grave sweeping day. So you're supposed to go... And clean up your like ancestral grave. So because, but the, because they're like located really close to each other, they just gave us like so it, it's like it was actually like two holidays. So it wasn't. We actually got three days off, but then they always make sure you get the weekend, so yeah. it became five days. So how was your holiday? It was it was great. It was like um, I was actually super busy because I thought I wasn't gonna go anywhere. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna you know watch some movies at home, you know, and then like just be a homebody but i was actually out almost every day i had to tell myself like on some days to just stay in because i just was tired but i was like yeah i was because i was seeing a lot of people and then actually i had because it was a hong kong film festival so i had i ended up like i didn't really plan it this way but i ended up like seeing a movie almost every day of the festival nice yeah which is cool and this is actually the first film festival because every year when this happens i literally just tag along to whatever you're watching (laughs) and i'll usually and it'll usually be like two movies out of the ones whatever you're watching but this year it was the first time i actually just sat down and picked out my movies and stuff so that was kind of fun um I only picked four because I didn't want to... Because I was already, like, 300 Hong Kong dollars. I was like, oh, I don't want to spend, like, a billion dollars watching movies, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, All at once, you know? So, um... But, yeah, because of that, I, that's why I was saying, oh, we can... I don't want to wake up at 6 a.m. Because, right, you know, I have to wake up at 6 a.m. And, um... But then our holidays ended yesterday. So, uh, this is that's why I was, like... I was worried because when we are talking in the beginning, I was, like, super nervous because... I felt like my brain was still like booting up, you know. So I was, I was just, I mean, I think I caught on okay, but I was scared that I wouldn't. Actually, my brain is like on the slack because I'm having a beer right now, and oh it's like I'm having, a, I'm having a can of a Simpler Times brand beer, um, which one can is six point two percent alcohol, which is a lot for a, a can that of beer. That is a lot. What are you drinking? S- simpler Times. Oh, <laughs> simpler times. It's not simpler. I thought you were gonna. You were describing the name of the beard. No, the it's beard. called the beard. It's simpler. It's called simpler, ta- simpler times. Um, it's the. It's they sell it at Trader Joe's. Uh, a six pack is only like three forty five. Six point one. That's a, that is a lot. Yeah. Of alcohol. So by the end of this, I think you're gonna be fine. That's nice of you to be drinking while I have to go to work in. 30, no, in like an hour, and you know what? Actually, I miss doing these morning podcasts, okay? Even though it's hard for me to wake up, but it gets me up, and then usually, and almost every podcast day, I have a great day. Well, I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I'm working, like... From home. So, yeah, so, like, I have to finish my work 
after okay. this podcast too. But I'm not being completely lazy. This is just like a little break, you know, a little That's beer nice. break. A, a little, little beer break. I want to take a beer break at work, but actually I'm not a fan of beer breaks. Because then right after I just get really, I just don't want to work anymore. <laughs> and then you're just oh. like. What? Oh my God. So like last week, um, it was last Thursday. Um, I was with my friend to go see um, a movie at the theater too, and we got dr- like we drink a whole picture of. We went to like this place. It's like a it's like an adult Chuck E. Cheese's kind of in a way. What is that? A bar? <laughs> no, no, no. Because they had games there and stuff. Okay. Um, Chuck E. Cheese. I forgot what it's called. It's called oh, uh, Barney's, David no, Buster's. Not David Buster's. It's like something else. What um, does it start with? Hold on, let me see. Where is it? It sounds fun. It sounds, it uh, sounds like Dave and Buster's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's not. I've never been to Dave and Buster's before. Oh. It's not Dave and It's something else. But anyways, um, we went there and we got like a giant, it was like, there was, we got like this big old pitcher of Asahi beer and um, and then we had a pizza and it was awesome. And then we were going to see, see this horror movie called It Follows. And it was my first time seeing a horror movie in the theater in literally years, I, I don't think I, I don't even remember the last time I saw a scary movie at the movie theater. And you were frightened because you were drunk. No, but I okay. First of all, horror movies just don't scare me. They never scare me. Oh. I, but but I was like way having. But like usually, like scare tactics in movies, I just have fun. Like it's like oh, that's funny. Ah. Like so I was drunk and I was just having a blast watching it. And <laughs> so, have you heard of It Follows? It's playing. No. I don't. I don't think it's playing in Hong Kong. I it probably isn't. I don't. Follow scary movies. <laughs> if it's there, <laughs> you get the pun. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> that was uh, that's one of my jokes. It was just I just made it up completely, like on the fly. That's how fast my brain works. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I, don't, I refuse to follow those movies. <laughs> no, actually, when you mentioned it, uh, when you messaged me, I was just like. That doesn't sound scary. No, it actually does. It sounds like it would be kind of cheesy, though. Was it? No, no, no. Oh, I don't even want to Google. I don't like scary movies. Oh, first of all, to backtrack a little bit, the place was called Round One Bowling. Where is um, it? In West Covina? Uh, in Puente. Okay. Anyway, so we went to see it. So It Follows is pretty much the ultimate STD abstinence horror movie because pretty much it's about this this um this monster or this entity that takes the shape of people you know or you may not know it's random and they just follow you wherever you are you see it walking towards you kind of like a zombie that sounds really scary in yeah, yeah they disappear everywhere and then like they're trying to kill you and the only way to get them to stop following you is to have sex with someone else and that kind of that passes it on to them so I'm it's literally so like it's literally an std a supernatural std and it so, sounds like okay. It sounds scary, but it sounds like it's super campy. Like the premise, it's not campy at all. I mean, it sounds like it, but it's not. It's like straight, and it's probably one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time. Oh, like okay. it's even it's even being called like one of the best American horror movies of oh, all really? time. Yeah, and, and so and it, it, it has like some really fucked up things. Like so, like at one point, the main girl, her neighbor. Her neighbor, who's like the typical bad boy type, says like, "I'll take, like, I'll take." This. So all the characters are actually pretty good. So, it's the, oh. so like, so she, the main character, um, since you're not gonna see it, spoiler yeah. alert, yeah, spoiler alert for people who are listening and want to see it follows, which you should. Um, anyways, so she's dating this guy, 
this older guy, and they have sex in his car. And then as soon as that, he like ties her up to a chair. Like he first he puts her to sleep with chloroform, and then ties her up to a chair. And she's like freaking like, "What the fuck's going on?" Wait, I'm and so then, confused. So the STD pretends to be someone so they can have sex with you. No, 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 no. It's like a ghost or a zombie that follows you everywhere you go. I'm so confused. All right, well, I'll re-explain it. So, it, so pretty much there is a thing that follows you everywhere you go. So it might show up as your mother or a friend or as someone you don't even know, a giant <gasps> okay, tall looking guy. Okay, I totally guy. get it now. I get it, yeah. I get it. And it's just always fall. It appears that it might appear in your bedroom. It might appear down the street. That's and it's really start, fucking scary. And, and it's just walking straight towards you. Are you telling me this? And this is o- really scary. <laughs> and the I'm only scared. way for it to st- the only way for it to stop doing that, it either it's either going to kill you, catch you and kill you, or you have to sex with have sex with somebody, and that will pass it on to them. But if it ends up killing them, it comes back to you. So pretty no matter what, you're fucked because like. You could try, you know, because sooner or later it's going to slip up and it'll come. It would start going back down the line, mm. and it, it went really dark. So at one point, she, the main character, she passed it on to her neighbor, who like took it willingly because he didn't really believe her. Mm-hmm. And it appears, and so the entity appeared to him as his mother, mm-hmm. who was like topless and really bloodied and really fucked up. He's like, "Mom," and then she jumps on him and kind of like rapes him to death. This is very scary and disturbing movie. Yeah. So you really feel it's like a really it's like really rapey, and like the main character, she ends up seeing her her father chasing her, and her, and her father doesn't really appear in the film at all, and they don't really. And her sister's asking like, "Who's who, what does he what does it look like now?" And she's like, "You don't want to know." So they kind of like insinuate some really dark backstories, and yeah, this and there's this one scene where she's like really freaking out, like um. Like, she doesn't know what she's... Like, she's tired of chasing her. And so she's at the beach after sleeping in a car all night. And she, like, walks to the beach and she sees a boat, like, a little bit ways in the ocean. And there's, like, really... There's, like, three beefy-looking guys in the ocean. And you just see her, like, take off her shirt and start swimming towards them. And then it just cuts to the next shot. And she's, like, in her her car just weeping. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then she passes it on to, like, her friend who has a crush on her. And after that, it, it, you see him, like, drive by some prostitutes, and like, you don't know what happens, really. And, like, yeah, and, but, like, pretty much, like, no matter what, whoever they pass it on to, like, it keeps coming back towards them. So, like, it's, and the thing that stood out most about this movie was the soundtrack. The soundtrack to this was really good. It was really synthy. Like, even my friend asked, like, is this an 80s movie? Because it felt like an 80s movie in a way, because it felt super synthy, really atmospheric. It was one of the best soundtracks like I heard in a long time. Like Drive. I, yeah, it, it reminded me. It's probably the best soundtrack, the most noticeable soundtrack that I've heard in a movie since Drive. Mm, I see. I'll, I'll, I'll play it. Oh, um, Don't play any screaming parts, please. No, I'll I'm play the not soundtrack. Subscri- I mean, unsubscribe to our podcast. Here's unsubscribe <laughs> to the soundtrack. Um, no, here's a here's a bit of the soundtrack.
if you don't care that I spoiled this movie already, you should definitely watch It Follows. <laughs> it's a really cool movie. Um, the next day, I ended up watching uh, Furious 7. Okay. And um, this was the first Fast and the Furious movie that I've seen since 2003, I think, or 2002. So I was like literally like a teenager, like a kid, when the last time I saw one of these movies. And I think it was the second one. And I hated it because I don't give a shit about street racing. But, like, these movies have, like, since become more heist-type movies. Which I like. okay. They're all, like, heist movies now. They're not not really street racing movies anymore. And I like Mm -hmm. heist movies because that's always a good time. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see how they were going to deal with Paul Walker's death. Yeah. How'd they do it? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, They did it really classy. Like, he... They don't kill him off. It just has him, you know, kind of like, I'm leaving this life and I'm going to go live somewhere, like, in South America with my wife and kids. But how did my, they do that? Um, so they, they, I think they had finished 60% of the movie, uh-huh. which is still a lot of film. So they used the rest of it by um, using, like, his brothers as stand-ins for, like, some shots. Like, there's a fight oh. scene. At the, there's a scene where he's fighting. You know that Thai actor, uh, Tony Ja? Yeah. So there's this, and Tony Jaw plays like a villain in the movie. So this, uh, towards the end of the movie, he's like having a big fight scene with him, and, he, and like like if you if you didn't know Paul Walker was dead, you did, you wouldn't under, you wouldn't notice anything weird. But since I was looking out for it, you could tell like throughout this entire fight scene, you're not seeing his face at all. Mm. It's like it's just the back of him. It's all wide shots. Maybe it's a quick shot of his face, really fast. But like it was, and, and like all the shots are like close ups and stuff of the body shot punching, body punching each other, and bodies flying through things. It was really well done. Like they hit it really well, but you can mm. tell like it's it's probably not him. And there's like and the only part of the movie that I noticed really that was like kind of shitty CGI was like at the end, like Vin Diesel and him are racing down the coast together, and um like it cuts to like Paul Walker saying, "Oh, like I'm gonna, like you th- I was gonna let you leave before I was saying goodbye," and, and like you could kind of tell like it's like CGI face. Mm. But for the for the for the most part, they did a good job. Like. And like you know, I felt, it, 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 and like everyone clapped at the end of the movie. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, I, you know, I never really liked Fast and the Furious. I was never, I didn't really watch that many Paul Walker movies, but I felt kind of like it hit me a little bit. I mean, I felt a little, I felt a little like a little something. I mean, that's sad, right? I mean, I think most people are going to see it because of this aspect. Because I, I was talking to somebody, and they were like, "Oh, I, I really want to see this movie only because of that and stuff." But I, I feel like this is—they're not going to make it anymore after this, huh? I don't know. Um, they kind of the way it ended. Well, um, well, first of all, yeah. I mean, it's easy to feel sad because you find out he died doing char- doing a charity thing and stuff. So, yeah. Like he was doing goodness, good stuff. But the movie kind of like insinuated, felt like like they were like, oh, it's never going to be the same now because mm-hmm. like he's going to be with his family in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's like saying, oh, they're still going to make more. And like the main villain, because Jason Statham was like the main villain, and like, he doesn't die. He's like locked mm-hmm. up. And there's a, there's a line where he's like, you know, this prison's not going to hold me for a long time. Okay. Um, so, okay. Yeah, um, it was a fun movie though. Like, it was a fun. I mean, it's, it's not not going to make you think hard or anything, but it's a fun mm-hmm. action movie. Um, and I think if it was a year ago, I probably would have not liked it. But mm-hmm. I think I'm finding myself a lot less judgmental about movies nowadays. Really? Uh, yeah. So you're less judgmental about movies, but you're more judgmental about people. I think I'm less judgmental. Oh, I I don't know. I I, don't, I haven't been feeling that judgmental lately. Yeah, we haven't really had. Well, no, the, the last episode we talked about worst humans for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And um, I left a voice recording of a worst human oh, that happened I, yeah. last week. Um, I'll I might put it at the, the as a cold open for the episode. 
Okay. So you can hear it. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. I actually totally forgot it was people, so um, I don't I don't remember have any. Uh, but yeah, um, I think I think Fast Seven will probably play in Hong Kong, and if it does, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's it, there's post posters everywhere and stuff. Oh, sweet, yeah, you should check it out. I mean, it's it's a fun movie. I saw, um, so I saw the four movies I saw. Well, the first one was Once Upon a Time in America, which did I tell you I was like pretty disappointed yes. with it? Um, I gave it two and a half stars. I know it's like a masterpiece. Everyone, I mean, I wasn't the only person who gave it like low ratings and stuff. But the thing is, I feel like it would have been, it would, it was going to be really great, but because people kept cutting stuff just to make it like watchable in the cinema because i feel like nowadays they would have just made it into so the original movie is like eight hours and if it was filmed today i mean they would have made it like an hbo series or something right because that's like eight episodes and you know it says um, here wait, i'm looking at it it says it's four and a half hours yeah but the original like the one that sergio leone wanted to um release was eight hours okay. and so the editors the first cut that they tried was they cut it down to six hours so i think the editors were like, this is, like, watchable six hours, you know? But because it's still too long, they, like, cut it even further. So the beginning of the movie was really great. It had so many, like, moments where you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. And then not only it's just, like, super long, and then, like, the second half just didn't make any... Like, there were so many, like, just so many plot holes and stuff, which was... It's just most just because, I mean, yeah, if you're going to get an eight-hour movie and cut down half of it and still might try to make make it make sense it like does it you know and so i just it was such a huge build-up to be like you know oh i'm gonna watch this like masterpiece and then what, be is, like, the mo- what is the movie about so it's it's um like a mafia mobster movie mm-hmm. about um what's his face what's his face Robert De Niro, like, about his character. And so the idea is, like, you see... So it's about him and his friend, mostly, like, James Wood. They have this, like, bromance and stuff. And, like, so you see them, like, go back in time to their childhood. And actually, I actually, I quite like... That was my favorite part of the movie was seeing the kid actors because I felt like the casting, they did a pretty good job, like, matching the kid actors to, like, the adults and stuff. Um, and just the kids themselves, the energy was, it was like dynamic, it was cute and stuff. And then as adults, they were kind of like, some of the characters were a lot flatter than the others, you know? Yeah. And then, and I feel like maybe because they were trying to match, like, for example, the girl, there was this girl and, um, Jennifer Connelly, young Jennifer Connelly played her and I thought she did a good job. And then the older, like the older actress, like she, like, I felt like she looked just like Jennifer Connelly kind of, but... I felt like maybe they chose her to match the young actress or something. I don't know. Cause I don't Jennifer, know. Well, Jennifer Collins, John Connelly is pretty famous though. Yeah. So I feel like they got the older actress to, to like match with her. So yeah. cause I felt like her as her care, or maybe her character was just written like in a flat way or something. Cause like, cause also I just didn't like it too. Cause like it was all about these like, mobster they were just so terrible to women and it's like okay maybe it was like the 20s and stuff but it was kind of like really like for me just like kind of hard to watch like they were literally like slapping them around and then the women would just still like not do anything about it you know and it was just like because because you could tell they just didn't have enough time to like (laughs) write really well like female parts and stuff so it was that so there was like a lot of things where 
as the story dragged on, you were like, okay. And then it ended up feeling like just a really crazy soap opera. And I just like, you don't want a movie like that to in the end be like, oh, it was like, it wasn't even an HBO series. It was like daytime soap, you know? Oh. It felt like that. Yeah. So oh. I just oh. was just like disappointed. But the people I went with, they were like, oh, I still give it like four stars. I think because even though we were all confused at the end, <laughs> we were all like, what happened? And we we're like, what the fuck? You know, they were still, they were like, I think because they were like, well, it, it was like a masterpiece. I just think they just did it because it was supposed to be a masterpiece because I was like, okay, I don't, I don't find this like amazing at all. You know, it was a let, huge letdown for me. So sometimes you have to give like, I feel like sometimes a movie's reputation overshadows your 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 real opinion of a movie. Yeah, and I think because they're more like film buffs, you know, I feel like they they kind of respect the director, so they were like, okay, I'm gonna get. But I don't know anybody, so I'm like, oh, I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I yeah. got those kind of reactions when I said like Breakfast at Tiffany's was like the shittiest movie I've ever seen. But it was <laughs> it was shitty though. But have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, you have, you have seen it. So you didn't like it either? No, I just thought... I found it, like, super racist, and I just remember we totally talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. I think this is becoming our, like, worst movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I watched it, I wasn't like, oh my god, I hated that shit, because I was young, you know? And then because there was so much hype, like, my my sister is named after that movie, you know? Like, my mom loves Audrey Hepburn. Um, so I watched it, but I remember thinking, like... Why do people like this so much? Because her, her character in that movie is like borderline insane. Yeah, and then I think I read the book. I don't remember what happened, but like, um, I just didn't like. Yeah, like I just thought it was her character. Yeah, she was because people were saying she was the original manic pixie dream girl kind of thing, and then but also like, I just thought it was super racist. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like that part, and yeah, I kind of don't like characters like that where it's just I don't know. I just I just but, didn't see why it was so amazing yeah i mean if you, if you don't know she just wanted movie, to the, like the, the just, racist the listeners don't know the racist part of the movie is um there's like she has like a japanese landlord and um played by mickey rooney and he just kind of he kind of just plays like pretty much like a yellow face joke of a car- cartoon yeah, character yeah, he told, it was completely yellow face and it was yeah so watching it i was like getting really offended and just being like because once you get pulled, like, when I get pulled out of a movie, it's really hard for me to, like, accept him. Like, all right, I'm going to keep watching, you know? And especially, like, when you're younger and then you, like, you're still learning about how racist people are, you know? And then you see this movie where they told us to make fun of, like, your people and you're like, okay, like, am I supposed to <laughs> like just ignore this? that happened, you know? So, yeah. And, um, apparently, because my brother read the book and he told me, like, in the book, she does have a Japanese landlord, but it's just, like, in the book, of course, they can't make, they can't do a yellow face because they're all character all literally. And he's just, true, it's not yeah. a racist character. It's just, he's just, like, yeah, he's, 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 like, an immigrant landlord, but they don't really, the book doesn't really make him, ra- like, a stereotype. Yeah, they didn't and, use it to make it a, a joke it, or something. And you can't really, yeah, you know, it's, you can't really see a writer really doing that. For like randomly, but you yeah, can don't, you, can, yeah. you can definitely see some like shitty movie producer like put, oh we gotta put this guy we got especially you know we gotta put that guy in yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah so yes so one more movie thing that I saw that I I, I want to know um have you ever seen this fantasy movie called Stardust 
Um, I've heard of it. Is it the one with um, that blonde lady? Uh, Claire Danes. Sienna, Sienna Miller or something? Uh, no. Okay, no. No, okay. So, okay Wait, this movie... Okay. So, okay, first of all, this movie is on Netflix now. It's fucking... Oh, okay, it's pretty much like... Um, it's like... You, you know how like in the 80s there were a lot of fantasy films? There was like The Last Unicorn um, with Tom Cruise... I think he was, no, he was in that one. There was like The Princess Bride. Yes. And uh, The Labyrinth and The Dark Crystal. I fucking hate The Dark Crystal. <laughs> what? Puppets scared me too much. But you know, like those kind of 80s fantasy fairy tale type movies. So this is pretty much like, a, like our generation's The Princess Bride. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, um, oh, I have, I have heard of it. But I don't know anything about it. I didn't know it was fantasy. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a fairy tale fantasy movie. Uh, pretty much... It's, it's like it, it's it, it takes place in this like parallel world that's like borderline in England. So you, it's, kind of, it's kind of like Narnia, where this guy just crosses over. Uh, a star has fallen, and it, the star is in the, sh- in the form of a girl, and they just go on this journey because he promised that he, to, to the woman that he loves that he'd bring a piece of the star to her. And um, so they just go on this quest, and there's like an evil, there's an evil king, and Michelle Pfeiffer plays like a witch, and. Um, Speaking of which, Robert De Niro is in it, and he plays like a gay pirate who's like afraid to show a gay pirate of a flying ship. He's afraid to show like his um his like his crew that he he's like flamboyant, so he acts really stern with them. But they all, and it turns out like they all know who he really is, and they accept them. And like the whole theme of the movie is pretty much about being yourself. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, so, dude, it's such a good movie. Like, and like if you read the reviews for it, like a bunch of people say, like, "Oh, it's a great movie if you're feeling depressed or sad." Mm. Or if you just want to watch a feel like feel good movie, kind of like how the Princess Bride is too, you know. I love like, the Princess Bride, yeah, dude. Yeah, if you love the Princess Bride, like definitely check out this one. Um, okay. It's directed by Matthew Vaughn, who did um, X Men First Class. Oh, cool! All right, I'm gonna add that to my watch list. Yeah, it's really good, and it, it, it was it was nice to watch like, a fantasy type movie that wasn't trying to like lead into a franchise or lead into a sequel. Which a lot of movies do, like they're yeah. trying to like set up a bigger story. Where this was, a, this has all the elements of a giant magical world, but it was That's just great. like one story, and it mm-hmm. was done. Um, so since you mentioned a good movie, uh, so out of the, f- the four movies I watched, um, I liked. I think I really liked one of them, and it's called Paris, Texas. It was made in nineteen eighty four. Actually, both Once Upon a Time in America was also made in 1984. But is, is that the Paris spelled P-E-R-R-I-S? No, it's Paris. No, like, oh, that's Paris in California. Wrong Paris. Oh, yeah, this so. is like, it's spelled like Paris, France, but it's a place, it's Paris, Texas. It's Paris, there's a place called, I guess, Paris, Texas. Okay. Um, but it was just, and I, I think it was also after watching two kind of flops for me, and then the third movie finally seeing something where I was like, oh my God, this was a really great, way of storytelling like i just liked it a lot like um i liked the so what what was it what was it about first of all okay so it's about um oh my god i'm so bad at summarizing (laughs) i'm like panicking right now okay 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 okay, okay. here's the imdb imdb description thank you you. (laughs) Uh, um a man is found in the desert after four years that's all it says okay so I'll elaborate a little bit more. So you find this man and you're like, what's the story? You know, and it really like leads you through the process. And the thing I loved about this was 
I'm not okay. I'm not going to spoil this for you because I really want you to watch it. Okay. But it's I'll like see. what I liked about it was you are just kind of thrown into this movie. You accept everything. You accept what's being told to you. You know what I mean? So you have certain feelings about the main character, and then at some point, things happen that make you change your feelings about this person. And for me, it was just like, because usually when you watch something, like, I feel like, I just feel like the, I guess it's just so well written and stuff, because usually, like, you have characters, and you can still form an opinion about them, you know what I mean? It could still form, like, whether you still like this, like this person or not, whatever, but I just felt like with this movie, they really lead you where you have no choice but to feel a certain way, so I feel like they really, your emotions were completely, like, controlled, you know what I mean? And I feel like it's it's just, I don't know, I just thought that was really crazy. Like, to that's feel that's so it. strongly about somebody, and then suddenly you're just like, what the fuck? I felt like I was just tricked. But in a good way, you know? <laughs> that's a very spoiler-free review. <laughs> Wait, are uh, you being sarcastic? No, I, I, I mean, in a way, but it's also because, yeah, because, like, I, you I really this- don't, huh? Okay, so I really need to see this movie then. Yeah, because I oh. really... Because for me, that was... Like, I already feel bad saying that because... Um, because oh, you, I don't I don't want you to now expect it. So almost... Fuck, I just wish I didn't say that now. I regret you know, it so much. You, you, here's another synopsis from IMDb. <laughs> okay. Here. Tell me if this is true. Okay. A man wanders out of the desert after a four-year absence. Absence. His brother finds him, and together they return to L.A. to reunite the man with his son. Soon after, he and the boy set out to relocate or to locate the mother of the child who left shortly after the man disappeared. And? Oh, that's it. That's the, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's perfect. I should have said that. Fuck. <laughs> no, but I mean, I want to give you my opinion about why I liked it. So hopefully you won't forget what I said. Just know that well, actually, no. Like, maybe pay attention because I sometimes suddenly when I was talking about it, I was like, "Could I have thought it was super amazing?" Because the first two movies I saw were really bad, so it made this really shine. You know what I mean? Was that so as a, was the shitty movie um, Once Upon a Time in America? No, the second one was the uh, a Japanese film called Haruko's Paranormal ah, Paranormal Laboratory. So it was kind of like I think it wanted to be a cross between. Amelie and Science of Sleep and I just I wanted to like it but I didn't it was just too weird for me like not weird like in a quirky way it was just too silly where I feel like it was so focused on this being silly that every moment just felt like overshadowed by silliness and I just didn't care about anybody anymore in the movie was it like a Japanese film? yeah I feel like some Japanese movies when they go for comedy, it could it could be like there's this weird. I feel like I feel like Japanese films have like this weird subgenre of comedy where it's just really fucking strange comedy. Yeah, it was there. I mean, I laugh, but in the end, but for me, the worst thing you can do. I think the reason why I, so Paris, Texas, I love this so much because for me, the worst thing you can do in a movie is make the audience not care about the characters. Because yeah. then what the fuck, right? Um, and so that's why I love Paris, Texas, because you're so 
emotionally involved with the characters and you stay with the characters for the whole movie and you really have feelings about like you have an opinion or whatever you have thoughts you care about what's going to happen you know to them or whatever and so i feel like in this in the other movie it was so silly that in the end i was like honestly i don't fucking care what happens to anybody doesn't even matter. I don't care because I don't really think, think the mo- the writer or whoever the director they care that much, you know. But I think that was part of the comedy, which I like. I laughed at the obvious bits, but then like I just in the end I was just like I don't fucking give a shit. I like they lost me, you know. Like there was a moment that was supposed to be really sad. And I'm just like, ah, that kind of sucks. But who cares, you know? Like, yeah. To me, I feel like personally, I feel like that's the worst you could do in a movie. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, it, you, I mean, there's movies that I like. I mean, they're kind of boring, but the movie makes me care about the character enough to like, you know, go all the way through. But if the, if the movie fails at at least even making me care about anybody, it's like you, you get to a point where you just actually don't finish it, which is kind of yeah. sad. It's, it's not even worth finishing. Like the thing. So I oh, in contrast, because what I liked about Paris, Texas, too, was it was so minimal. Like. First of all, the set was like, what is it? The background design or whatever. It was beautiful. I thought it was really beautiful. They really utilized like the like kind of California desert landscapes, you know, and just everything. So it really just highlights the people and stuff. And the use of color was like amazing. I loved it so much. And then I felt like the first two movies, like Once Upon a Time in America, there's just so much shit going because they, they kept jumping back and forth within the timeline like so he'll be young and then he'll be old and he'll be like not that old but not that young and then there was another one i think that where he was young you know what i mean where you're like whoa whoa, whoa. like this is going way too much stuff's happening you know <laughs> and then same with haruko where it was like just layers of stuff like different people's storylines coming into like like the crossing and like you know the silly thing happening just so it's funny like i felt like they were putting in gags to make it funny but it was just like i mean it didn't take away too much from the storyline like it didn't distract where you're like what the fuck but it didn't add to it either you know like a forced gag yeah and i think but people loved it because it makes you laugh but i feel like if you just want to laugh i guess it's funny but it's just i was like i don't care anymore actually the last film i saw wasn't too bad it was just super I think you should watch it. It's called Lil Quinn Quinn. And Lil it's Quinn like, Quinn. yeah, so it's because it's, it's a slice, it's a black comedy slice of life murder mystery. Hmm. And it was actually, it was four fucking four hours long, too. Like, oh, I, God. yeah, it was oh, so God. long. I don't know if I'm going to watch that. That's four hours. But you could pause. I couldn't pause. I was like dying. <laughs> and then, but the thing I liked about it was because usually you never equate like murder mystery with slice of life because usually you want to. You know, murder mystery is like oh who done it like whatever and like you know fast paced so this is slice of life so because it was so drawn out they actually there were a lot of funny moments that i feel like you could only capture in a slice of life film you know what i mean because it's like you have that time to do it because that i um i remember talking with a friend and we were like because he was like oh this movie would have been you could summarize everything in like two hours less or whatever and it's like yeah you could do that but i don't think you could get that genuine comedy from it but anyways i don't think i'd ever watch it again it was fucking long so don't watch all right guys don't watch little queen queen well i said you should watch it i liked it <laughs> unless, but, you don't watch, unless you don't want to watch a long movie 
I mean, but the thing about it, though, it's, like, treated where... Because we were th- thinking it was supposed to be episodes because it, they break it off. It's, like, part one, part two, part three, part four. So if you watch like, that, like, as a series or something, and you took a break after part one, I, mean, I think that it would be totally digestible. We just have to watch it all at once. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I think it's... Yeah, especially if you don't have to, like... Especially, yeah, if, it's not, I, as, especially if it's a movie you don't, like, you know, like, you've never seen before... It's kind of harder to watch it all the way through. Like, yeah. Lords of Arabia, I've seen that one, so I could watch it all the way through because I like it a lot. If there's something new, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. But if it you up. watch it like that, where it's like, all right, part one over, then just pause it, save it for tomorrow, treat it like a series, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, I did that with an eight hour documentary last year. That's crazy. It was like an eight hour documentary. It was like a documentary of all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Uh-huh. Um, just the making of them and interviews about it, and like I just kind of spread. I so I just like spread it over like an entire week. But that's the thing. I just realized if you got Little Quinn Quinn and treated it like a series, it would make sense, and you could <laughs> still appreciate it. But like, like a mini series event. Yeah, but like Once Upon a Time in America, if you got that four and a half hour cut and treated it like a series, it still wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> so that's just like a bad movie. Or you find the eight hour cut and. And then yeah. realize it was fucking beautiful, like masterpiece, which is totally possible. Yeah, I think that's because if the main editors cut it down to six, and I think their idea was like this is this is like the long, the shortest we can get it, where it still makes sense. You know what I mean? Six hours. Yeah. But then they're like, no, cut it more. So it's like, all right, now it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. And people, people, some people liked it more than Godfather. Which I doubt, because Wildfather isn't like three movies, which probably there's a reason why they made it into three different movies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I still haven't seen, so. None of them? Nope. I have only seen the first one. Oh, um, okay. I yeah, thought you would have watched all three. Everyone says the second one is the best. It's like one of the greatest movies ever, too. I've never seen it. Um, third one, everyone says it sucks balls. I haven't seen it. I'll see, I, I'll see them eventually. I mean, oh, wow, point. for some reason, because I was like, yeah, I haven't seen it. Everyone was like, oh, my God, you haven't seen it. And it's like, well, you haven't seen it either. Well, you okay. know what? I don't like mafia movies too much. Like, I don't really care about mob stories. And Yeah, I think after this, because I don't really watch. Actually, yeah, I think I don't care either because I have seen quite a few. Well, not quite a few. I've seen, like, The Departed. And I remember, like, when I watched it, I was like, all right. And just completely blanking out of my memory because I think I just don't care that much for mobster movies. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it, it's, you know, people say what, what's the other one by um, what's the uh, by Scorsese, uh, the one that everyone loves, uh, The Departed. No, no, the other one is you know his most famous mob movie, Godfather. I don't know what he does. <laughs> that's not. Him. That's Capone. Oh. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Goodfellas, Goodfellas. You know, everyone, oh my sister loves that one. I, mean, I like it too. I saw it a couple times. I like. I mean, I like it. I know it's a great classic movie, but I don't like worship it like some people. Yeah, I like. I think my favorite, if I guess in that type of dark genre, I like um revenge movies. Oh, fuck, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, there's so many good revenge movies. Yeah. I, I, still- I think because I was just suddenly thinking about Boondock Saints because it's not really mafia-related at all. But I think it's sort of, it's like the Irish mafia. But if it's more, like, about revenge. You know why? Because like we hate bullies. It. And we like movies to, in, in a way, Vengeance movies are like sticking it to bullies. It's sticking it, it's sticking it to true. the people who've done you wrong. Cup up, cup up ins, you know? And if you think about it, mob movies, they are the bullies. Yeah, they're doing that. They're fucking like, over actually, people. 
Yeah, actually, the reason why, so halfway through, I just didn't care about What's the Pot Time America was because the main actor, main character, wasn't the fuck, he was like a rapey asshole, you know? And so I was just like, I want, I don't care about him anymore because he's just not a great guy, you know? And why are we still trying to feel sorry for him? And that's what pulled me out of it, too. But that makes sense, because mob movies, the mobsters, the bad guys are the good guys in the mob movies. Whereas in revenge movies, it's like, okay, maybe the, like, the like so in Boonot Stains, it's like the main people, the, they're like, they, weren't they, like, kind of bad in the beginning? But then they realize, oh, like, we must. No, they were just, reg- they were just regular brothers who worked at a factory. And, um, and something happened to somebody, and they were like. They got in a bar, they got in a bar fight, and then it just led to, like. Yeah, I think it led to like something where they 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 like the idea of killing bad people. Yeah, and, and that's like so. That's great because it's you know, like I'm, surpri- I'm surprised you like the Boondock Saints though because there is that. I mean, I thought it was a funny scene, but you know that scene in the Boondock Saints when um, Roko kills the cat. All right. And he blows the cat up in the wall. <laughs> oh, that was kind of funny. Like, I mean, it's like it was kind of funny. It wasn't a real cat either, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh, I, I think that movie has like is one of the movies with like the most um, uses of the word fuck in really? a, any movie. Yeah, I actually like, now like, watch it again. There's, there's like a super cut on YouTube where it has like every fuck said. In, Have you seen um, part two? Oh yeah, I love part two. Oh really? Yeah, okay, you didn't I'm like part two? No, I didn't watch it because I, I just I only recently okay not recently but after I watched it, I was like a couple years later I was like oh there's a part two and then I just. <laughs> But I never, because my sister has the part one, like, DVD, you know, so we'd watch that. But then I was like, oh, there's a part two. I just never, and I forgot about it. Okay, I'm going to add that to my watch list. But here's the Boondock Saints part two. Part two, I mean, it's not, like, a masterpiece, but it's everything you would expect. It's, it's everything you like about Boondock Saints one. It's in part two again. And um, you know how, like, um, his fa- their father comes up kind of from nowhere in the first one? yeah, and yeah. I, and their connect, and like their connection, isn't really um, explained a lot. So uh-huh. you get more about the father's story. You get some cool flashbacks of like New York in like the '30s of how like the father, or I think maybe probably Boston, probably Boston in the '30s, and like how his mm-hmm. father started doing the same thing. And so you, you get to see you get to see a cool like a, more backstory into it. And um, if you watch them back to back, it flows perfectly. Like okay, I would. Okay, cool. We watched the first one. Then rewatched the second one. It just uh, I, uh, for some reason people don't like it. I love the second one. It was every I, okay. I had a blast. I was like one of the happiest movie screens I ever went to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I just learned something today. What about why the difference between like yeah like moff why mafia movies I probably wouldn't be into either because I don't like bad people. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, so you're cheering for the villains. I like good people. Yeah. Or 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 good people who do bad things. Yeah, that's because the Boondock Saints they they still kill people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I liked about it. But it's just like yeah, because I felt like the main character in Once Upon a Time in America was like a really he was a worst human like on so many counts. But we were still basically forced to feel sorry for him. And so I was like, I don't feel bad for him. Like, there was this really long, uncomfortable rape scene, and I was just like, oh my god, like, are we still supposed really to... long feel, rape scene. Like, yeah, it was so uncomfortable. And it's like, are we still supposed to be rooting for this guy at this point after seeing that? Is it you know? Robert, like, is it Robert it was, De Niro rape, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
And so you're just like watch, watch okay, watch Stardust, and you'll fall in love with Robert De Niro again. Okay, but it, <laughs> you're like here's some medicine yeah. for your yeah. You, your he played you, you, you actually. I would say okay, Stardust well, is probably my favorite Robert De Niro, even though he's like not. He's a minor character. He's a supporting okay. character. He's so great. And I think I need to see something like wholesome. Kind of. Oh, okay, and then also. Uh, this is a, this is pretty much a movie episode now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were talking about how we were going to do music, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, I told you about it, um, listeners. There's this great Argentinian movie that I watched. Uh, I want yeah, to watch it. It's called that. Sidewalls. Um, it's so, I want you to watch it because I want to talk to you about it. This for the. Okay. I will try to watch it this weekend and then maybe we could talk oh, about best. it. Next yeah. Because if we make it a project, I'll do it. Like, if there's a sign. Yeah. Wait, let me. What was side what was side it? walls? Oops. And then I think there might be a Spanish name you can look for it too if you want to look for it. But side walls is the one that would bring it up to you. The side walls movie. Okay, let me. And um, see. yeah, like even though the movie takes place in like Buenos Aires, like it feels like it really. I think it really captures how it is living in Hong Kong, living like in a big city where everyone's kind of like boxed up, and like. And like working in front, and even now, like working in front of the computer a lot, and like you know, dating the wrong people. Like it captured so many good things in that mm-hmm. movie. And fuck, it's it's good. It's just a, it's one of the it was like one of the best. It's a, one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Like best kind of like dramedy slice of life things I've seen in a while. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Um, so today we mentioned on your end. You mentioned um, what was it? Sidewalls, um, Boondock Saints Part 2, and... Stardust, just Stardust, and It Follows, right? and... Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not adding that to my watch list. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I, I was actually adding movies. Guys, cool. if you like... like if guys, if you listening, if you ever like talk about movies with people, and you're like, oh, I'm going to watch it, and then you're going to forget, sign up for Letterboxd, because they have like that watch thing feature. Yeah, I love Letterboxd. A lot of people, I ask some friends that they use it, and they're like, oh, it doesn't have an app. But it's just like, personally, because for I like to use it. First of all, I now watch way more movies because of it, because you can like make little logs, I guess, like log in the movie you watch, how often you watch it, whatever. But I also use it to write reviews, and... Yeah. It's, I don't like typing on my phone, so I don't... It's, for me, not having an app is not a problem. Like, it just... And, and if you really yeah. do want an app, like... Because this is other film podcasts I like. I might listen to which is called the Film Call Podcast. And they mentioned that, too. What They said what they do is they just pretty much just bookmark Letterboxd on the page where it says add a movie. And then, like, they can do it for, like, that really fast. Oh, okay. I never thought that's a nice um, little yeah. life hack. But, yeah, I love Letterboxd. Um, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect for like if you want to watch a movie. And you're like, oh, I don't know what I should watch. Just go to your watch list and then done. It's, it's yeah. saved me so many times. And I just also I just liked it because it just like I like writing reviews because it's I've been writing more reviews and so each one isn't like amazing anymore because you're just, I'm just churning out <laughs> reviews. But it's good practice, you know. And I, I yeah, know it, so. yeah. So guys, if you sign up for Letterbox, you could also like see what me and Paige watch and you could add us just ask us what our profiles are on there yeah I, I'm less than Vince I'm, I'm le- if you want to find me anywhere in the internet just type in less than Vince and I will probably something of me will come up if you want to find me just find Vince first I'm probably <laughs> somewhere around there yeah yeah <laughs> you'll find Paige on there at some <laughs> <laughs> um 
So real, real quick, real quick. Uh, email from the Penguin Ninja. He's a, he is responding to the Michael episode, episode twenty six. The most awkward game of truth and okay, I think he's talking about the guy who wanted the Michael's friend who wanted him to show him his penis when they were drinking. The most awkward game of truth and dare ever. If your brother had dropped his pants, it would have gotten consistently more awkward. Um, The guy had to be going through something serious and the drinking brought it out. I hope he's doing okay. But the person he worked with telling him how to dress would be so annoying. They were just trying to use what little power they had to run others. Well, thanks for writing Penguin Ninja. We appreciate that. Good news. He has quit that job. Oh, Michael? So... Yep, he quit the job. He told his boss that he hates being a security guard. It drains his soul. He no longer does it. Great. I'm really happy. He told that job to fuck off. Good job, Michael. Um, Live your life. And as far as the penis guy, Penguin Ninja, I agree with you on that. Um, Drinking can either bring out some really fun truths or some really dark things. (laughs) And... Asking your friend to show off your your you know your 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 private valuables is not a cool thing to do. Yeah, it's weird. That does make that is a definition of a uh, mutually awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we would like to hear what movies you've been watching, or recommend to us some good movies that you like, yeah. whether they're old or new. Or even if they suck, you know, if you saw a really bad movie, tell us. I, you know, we want to hear you complain about a shitty movie. Why not? Oh, what? Can I plug another movie? Okay. Speaking of sucked, but this movie did not suck. It's What We Do in the Shadows. It's, I really liked it. It's, um, if you guys like Fly the Concords, um, this is like their friend directed it. One of the, uh, Jermaine Clement from Fly the Concords is in the movie. And I've seen some of their movies, and this is by far like the funniest one. It's it's a documentary, a mockumentary on va- like modern day vampires. And normally, like I feel like vampire movies are so overdone, but this was a really refreshing take. It was just really funny, and um, you should watch it. It's actually in theaters right now. It's, it's playing like the ArcLight. Yeah, I, I think they. Um, I don't think it's. Oh, because they actually play they had it for the film festival but it was like immediately sold out um, so we ended up just streaming it but um, it's really great i i actually i want to buy the dvd i want to support it it was really funny and um my favorite vampire movie ever whoops how do i oh okay yeah so yeah okay cool yeah, guys tell us the movies that you liked um what we do in the shadows it got a 96 percent rotten tomatoes so i might check, I might oh, check yeah. that out i need to go to the movies this yeah. weekend so I think I should... I'm going to change my review. I gave it three and a half. I think I'm going to give it four. Because I really like yeah, it. Yeah, redo. <laughs> All right, guys. So let us know what movies you've seen, what movies sucked, what were good, whether old or new, uh, mutuallyawkward at gmail.com, or you can just click the message button on our Tumblr, mutuallyawkward.tumblr.com, or leave us a voicemail, 323-475-8410. All right. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. <laughs> what? <laughs>